Welcome back to the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. I'm Danny Horn, and I am here with Sloan of the clothing line Hauntwares. Hello, Sloan. Hello. And this is Welcome Back. We are here for Act 2 of the 2007 hunk of burn in love, Ghost Rider. Demented daredevil Johnny Blades is supposed to be at a nice romantic dinner for two with his equally demented ex-girlfriend Roxanne. Instead of meeting her at the restaurant, he has been transformed into a skull-topped matchstick that burns bad people. And now he is meeting Blackheart, the handsome and overly entitled son of the devil, who enters the scene with a slow clap to demonstrate that, yes, he really is a douchebag from hell. And everything he does is very slow. Yes, they hate slow things in this movie. Slow things are the worst. They love them. They've stuffed the fleet to the <laughs> brim with slow, overly deliberate actions. Yes. Constantly taking little vacations. The plot structure of this movie is super basic. It is just video game plot tokens. Bad guy has three henchmen. So, you know, periodically throughout the movie, Ghost Rider is going to fight one of the henchmen. And when he wins, he collects a plot token. And when he's got all three tokens, he cashes it in and he gets the big boss battle. So Blackheart is just kind of like smart-mouthing him for a minute, and then Johnny gets blown around by the wind guy. And so these are the the devastating element guys. He's kind of like the puddle guy, kind of holds him down into a puddle, and then the earth guy hits him with a truck. The ghost of truck crashes. Apparently they think that's all it takes. If you're fighting fire, obviously the thing that does that is earth. You can kill fire with a truck. Everyone knows that. <laughs> just run it over. And that's how that's how people put out fires. That's how fire engines work. They just roll up <laughs> to the fire and run over the burning building. It turns out that's not actually effective. The Earth guy, this is Gressel. That's the name of the Earth guy. I just like saying it, and I'm not going to have much of a chance after this. He's got kind of a glass jaw. Johnny just like smacks him around a little bit, and then he uses his magic burning chain just to burn them all up. Which also, like, that could have been cool if it was done with practical effects. And it yeah. wouldn't have been difficult. You could have just made basically a sandcastle. Right. I painted it black and then <laughs> yanked the chain through it. And it would have looked a million cool. times better than all these little teeny CGI pebbles falling to the ground. <laughs> yeah. This is the bike moment, actually. This is when he, like, he whistles for his bike and his super cool bike just got even cooler. Because now it's all on fire and it extends out. It's got a big silver skull on the front. And now it's like this super slick hell cycle. And that's when it turns into the boomer meme. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then we're saving Rebel Wilson. Oh, that is her too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't stick around for the credits because why would you? But I was like, that yeah. looks a lot like Rebel Wilson. And it is. That is her oh, in a okay. very early role. And she's real. She's very cute. Aww. Yeah, seriously. She has like a couple funny lines. So Johnny has his first plot token. Now he can. Now he's going to have some fun. He can't go home now. He just got a, a new hell cycle. So he just rides around until he finds a bad guy. And uh, and here's one. Here's one now. We see a young Rebel Wilson out alone at night, and she's being preyed upon by some scumbag in a hoodie. He's taking her bag. He's got a knife up to her throat. It is not entirely clear what his plan is, but he's being a bad person. And Ghost Rider drives up and points at him real hard. Like, extra hard point. <laughs> and he says, you, guilty. And he picks the guy up and says, look into my eyes. And the guy tries to stab him. This is not effective. I actually did think it was cool how uh, the, the knife melted. Yeah, he's very disappointed about it, too. That was cute. <laughs> not my knife. 
And Ghost Rider says, your soul is stained by the blood of the innocent. Feel their pain. And then there's a CG sequence where it's just all flames. And in the flames, you see all these little snippets of bad things that he's done. And it goes on for 30 seconds. Like, yeah, he, I mean, and it feels longer. He knifes people. He shoots people. Like, it seems like a dozen people. I think he makes the Hindenburg explode. <laughs> like, they treat it like this is a guy who's just snatching somebody's purse. They treat it like he is history's greatest monster. I mean, he's shooting people. There was something to do with a car in there. Yeah. Look and at all he, the things you've done. I think he shoots JFK at one point. I mean, how is he not in jail for life already? I, it's a good thing that Johnny caught up with him just exactly at the right moment while he's doing a bad thing. Then he, for some reason, he turns his eyeballs to coal. Well, this is, so Ghost Rider's superpower is his penance stare. So he looks at you. Yeah. And and then the guy kind of burns up from the inside and his eyeballs turn into ash and then he's dead. And we just leave him there. But he's not dead because he like blinks. And he falls down and he's on the ground and he and he Does blinks. He blink? and, but like and and I what then? Like does he <laughs> wake up and his eyes go back to normal? I thought he was I think he's he, dead. I think he's dead. Is that how that works? What, like, is that how the penance stare works? I I mean this this is so removed from the comics. I don't I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is what I've seen in the movie. I assume that that man is dead. I thought he was still. I think I thought it was just like it because the way it works. They say this later is that the penance stare sears their soul. Yeah, but you think it leaves them alive, but with a seared soul. Yeah, but then like, what what do you do with it? Like, what's a seared soul? <laughs> what do you do with this? Once you once you've got a seared soul, what do you do with it? I like, are you in a vegetative state? Do you like wake up and repent? Are like, are you gonna have those like burned coal eyeballs for the rest of your life? What what's going on? You know, maybe you know how legends sometimes are true. <laughs> this might be one of the ones that that aren't as true <laughs> as the other ones. This is Johnny. This is this is him being a superhero. He picks one bad person, like the worst person in the Tri County area, and just catches him right in the middle of a crime. And and that is justice. Now this is justice. Every bad guy is just bad from birth to death forever. Yeah, and they can just get all burned up. Yep. Luckily, he only does that once, and he doesn't do it again at all. So it's just that guy. Next thing you know. Johnny's passed out, wakes up in a graveyard, and there's Sam Elliott as Yoda. He wakes up in a graveyard that somehow contains his father's grave. And it's just, this is like just movie coincidence. Yeah. I loved the acting of him like crawling towards the grave and collapsing (laughs) in front of it. Oh, drama. Yeah, it's good stuff. And here comes Sam Elliott, who's like the cowboy graveyard caretaker mentor that you get assigned if you're the ghost rider and he starts out with morning bonehead he's a laconic old guy with a cowboy accent he already knows everything he knows that that johnny's the ghost rider basically the whole rest of the movie is just we just wait around until sam elliott pops up to explain what's going on to us i mean he kind of elevates whatever he's in he is good you feel you you have good feelings about him here i like him yeah well, I like him when he's not going off on some weird racist misogynist rant. But <laughs> oh, is that a, is that a thing that he does? Oh dear. Yeah, I mean, he kind of did a little while ago, and then kind of apologized for it. Oh. But like every celebrity who's over the age of like sixty, yeah, they all do that. I don't. This is why I don't pay attention. Yeah, 
I just let I just let old people be. <laughs> Johnny asks, "Who are you?" And the caretaker says, "The question is, who are you?" It's like, okay, I still want to know who you are, though. But we never. <laughs> he doesn't find out. Johnny tries to hurry away, and the caretaker says, "This ain't something you can run from, kid. They've been coming since you made that deal." And Johnny stops and looks back. And the caretaker says, congratulations, your chances just went from none to slim. So Johnny works in a graveyard now, I think, is what's going on. <laughs> Meanwhile, the world has taken notice of the extensive and pointless destruction of last night. All them trees and cars and trucks that got knocked over. Roxanne's doing a news story on the scene. She tries to ask a police captain what's going on. He can't tell her anything. So the thing that I love the most about this scene is when <laughs> the cop finds the one random burned up license plate <laughs> among the complete and total devastation of all the other cars with all their burned up license plates. That's a very good point. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, what is it about this one license plate? And he recognized it like right off the bat. Like, As, did like he, yeah. Did he know Johnny Blaze's license number? <laughs> Like, yeah, he just he finds it. He finds it all like broken, like bent on the street, and he's just like, oh, "This is a clue." He can identify a clue when he sees one. He's a Johnny Blaze mega fan. <laughs> yes, he is. And it broke his heart. Oh, poor thing. I do, I do enjoy in this movie that sometimes there are actual consequences because, like, we see the crash truck and all the stuff, and and they talk about the twelve dead people, and there's a police investigation. What I've seen mostly so far in these superhero movies is that people die and then everyone just like instantly forgets that happened. It doesn't get followed up. In most of these movies, it just doesn't get followed up at all. People get murdered and then there's no police investigation. Ghost Rider does not do that. And I give I respect it. I mean, the one thing I guess I can say is, would that be interesting cinema? Is it here? No. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why they don't do it. Yeah. All right, back with Yoda and and Johnny, his mentee. He's sewing up his arm. He's sewing like he's sewing up a wound that I'm not familiar with. I don't know when Johnny got wounded last night. Uh, wasn't it from the knife stab? Like, does he? And that's another thing. When he gets wounded as Ghost Rider, does it carry over to when he's a when he's Johnny? That's a very good question. I have no idea. Like what? The, how? Because he gets knocked around as Ghost Rider. Yeah. But then when he comes, like, so what are the rules there? Yeah, how would he be? How well, would he have gotten that cut? Already, this is a this is a guy who you can like slam his neck into the wall at you know two hundred miles an hour, and he's fine. So he's made of tough stuff. This guy, he's a rag doll. So here's the exposition: the rider is the devil's bounty hunter, sent to hunt down anyone who escaped from hell. During the day, you'll be normal. At night. In the presence of evil, the rider takes over. So you have to have it be at night and in the presence of evil. And in the presence of evil, otherwise you can't do it. I'm not sure what happens if, like, if the guy's, like, a little bit evil. Like, is there another setting where you get you just get, like, a little toasted? Yeah, like, is it, do, do litterers get it? Yeah, they just, get, they just get a little warm. Like, do you get your eyebrows burned off? Yeah, yeah. And, it must be something like that. To th and get told to think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah, you get it's a scale. The pen and stare is different for everybody. And then we're back to San Venganza. So here, this is where Yoda, so I'm going to do this. Here's a legend. 
Last Ghost Rider was 150 years ago. Little town called San Venganza. Nice town. Nice people. Then a stranger came along, making promises. One deal at a time. And so apparently, like, every single person in this town sold their soul. Yeah. It was, there was kind of a run on it. Like, it was just a fad. Everybody was doing it. Well, and they were getting good rates. <laughs> that is true. Consumed by greed, they turned on one another until the village of San Venganza drowned in its own blood, souls trapped forever in that godforsaken place. Also, is Venganza like a word or is it just like, are they trying to make a... Like a vengeance, like, yeah. Yeah, like is, is are they trying to be clever in that too? Because like... They are trying... I, yeah, the bad news is, yes, they are trying to be clever. Yeah. They're not succeeding, but... So then they gossip for a while about Blackheart and the male models for a while. And then after a while, they run out of exposition and then Johnny leaves. Yeah. uh, And the unspoken thing is Sam Elliott saying, can you guess who that ghost rider was? (laughs) Wink, 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 wink. wink. Nope. Haven't figured that out yet. Not going to figure that out for a while. Johnny comes back home and he finds the destruction and carnage that he has wrought. Yes. Roxanne is still there. She's doing a news report. She's talking to Rebel Wilson, who has like a funny little moment. So Johnny comes up to Roxanne and he tries to apologize for missing dinner. She's mad because he blew her off and she calls him a carny. I mean, she's justified in being mad, yep. but to drop the C word. I know it's not cool. It's not okay. And then is the most problematic scene in the movie for me, which is Nick Cage with his shirt off looking in the mirror. and doing a little comedy scene he's in incredible shape and he's all oiled up for some reason well you know you got that muscle you're gonna want to oil it yeah i guess so he does it like he's very cut and he does this for a full minute and you're you're paying that nick cage money you're gonna want to get that nick cage value the thing is muscular guy with his shirt off like that's one of my favorite things to look at and i do not find this appealing at all i think he's because gross he's looking got Nick cage's head sitting on top of it <sighs> i know and i'm just like mark stephen justin i'm thinking like for me as an audience member if there's a dude shirtless scene in a superhero movie and i don't find it sexy <laughs> i have to ask mark stephen johnson like why are you making a movie <laughs> what made you think that that was the correct career choice for you because that is a very basic thing and I don't know how they get this wrong. And now Johnny is reading books in his enormous occult knowledge library. <laughs> and you have one of these, right? Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? All, all these books with boogity boogity stuff in it? Well, I mean, I do have some boogity books, but, you know. <laughs> so Johnny reads, the host can gain control of the possessing spirit through concentration on and manipulation of the fire element that exists within man. I was not previously aware of the fire element that exists within man, but apparently we have one. Nobody was. You raise a good point. Like, where (laughs) did you get these? Well, I mean, I guess if you're cursed by the devil, you're probably going to start looking into it at some point. You're going to collect. Yeah, you're going to create a collection. Well, that's what happens with the fire element that exists within man. And then Roxanne comes over to talk to him. Now, he stood her up at the restaurant so that he could drive around and do his stupid new hobby. And Roxanne comes and she just walks into his apartment and comes on to him again. 
But this is the fantasy figure of the incredibly hot woman that no matter what you do, you can blow her off. She's going to keep coming back. And she kisses him. She, she, you know, is really going for it. He tries to get her to leave and she wants to know what's going on. And she tells him, you can tell me anything, which is never actually the case. No, you can't. Because he does. And you know what the worst part about that is? What? Right before she came in. Yeah. He made fire. In fact, she comments on smelling the smoke when she comes in. Right. He doesn't show her. If you're trying to convince someone of your superpowers, show them the superpowers. Yeah, no, he did. That's true. He doesn't think of it. And actually, neither did I. <laughs> but then he's like, th- then she's like, well, I guess I could either have you, you or not. Or yeah. Leave. And he could just be like, hang on a second. <laughs> right. Let me show you this. Yeah, he doesn't do that. And now, like, basically, what he's trying to say is, like, we should probably concentrate on lunch dates. <laughs> but she she's not having any of that. She gets mad because she thinks he's making up weird excuses. And so she's going to be mad for, like, the next 10 minutes or so. And then all these police cars show up because they found the license plate. That brainy little detective who found the license plate. So they talk about the bar where Blackheart killed all those people. There's, like, 12 dead people in a biker bar somewhere. And there's the mugger that Ghost Rider actually did kill. And they think that Johnny Blaze did all of that. Based on... I don't, based on the license plate. Yeah, he was nowhere near that bar. He probably has an alibi for that night. Oh, absolutely. Wasn't that when he was performing? Yes, yeah. There aren't any witnesses. The, the, The cops, one reasoning is like, this all started happening when you came to town. And it's like, people come to town every day. And he lives here. We were in his house. Yes. Also, it's clearly a supernatural event. Like, how does a single person cook 12 people from the inside in a public place without burning any of the furniture or anything? Also, I actually I actually have a question just about Blackheart individually cooking 12 people in that bar and they didn't run away, like after the third one. You know... If they showed it, they probably would have had the thing where they all rushed him at once and he's taking them out one by one and their their, their honor wouldn't let them run away <laughs> or something stupid like that. But so like the tenth the tenth person has, has like he's they've seen him kill nine people and the tenth person's like, I wonder where he's going with this. And so like a million police cars show up and they all pull guns on him. And now he is under arrest. There's an interrogation scene. These guys, the interrogation guys are just a mess. They're like showing him photos of corpses that he doesn't have anything to do with. They make a big deal about their cigarette lighter, which I don't understand. Yeah, it's not really established anywhere else in the movie that he can like absorb flame. And how would they know any like, I guess they know that he cooked those people from the inside. But Johnny says, I know what you're doing. You're playing good cop, bad cop. I watch a lot of TV. Apparently, he Johnny watches a lot of TV. He watches a lot of TV. He watches uh, monkey shows. He watches Roxanne and the local news, and then he watches procedurals. Yeah. <laughs> so they put him in jail for a while. So now I, I have a theory about jail, about movie jail. Yes. Which is in every movie and TV show, somebody you're bringing him in, and he walks through the cells, and each individual inmate like gets up and poses in their greasy wife beaters and they're all like looking him in the eye and they're licking their lips, which is always what people do. 
my theory about jail is that everybody in it is kind of sad and they just wish they could go home. You might be on something. They don't really give a shit about you. People in jail are not like hungry demons. Especially in like a local county holding jail. Yeah, exactly. These are just sad people. I just don't think they're that hungry. No. So the cops think that Johnny has killed 13 human people and they put him in the drunk tank for some reason. Again, it's just like, first of all, how can that be legal at all? I know. know? And by this time, it is night. We know it's night because he... Because now, yeah. So, like, why isn't he fucking burning the two horrible cops that are dragging him to a a cell illegally? I don't know, but it's... it's Like, what is justice in this universe? (laughs) The guys, it's the guys in the drunk tank who are the real problems. They They bring Johnny in. And now he's in a cell with like eight other people and they're like, hey, you're that Johnny Blaze. You're a famous person. I can't wait to beat you up for some reason. Not only that, but the but the lead dirt, the lead dirtbag prisoner yeah. is like, I paid ten dollars to see you get killed. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> Seems like you could just give him a coupon or something. <laughs> Gift card to Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. And he's like, no, no, go away. And he starts to like shake and freak out. Um, whatever, yeah. like, because whatever the hell these dudes did that put them in the drunk tank for a minute was apparently super pure evil. And so he flames up and he turns in a circle and he burns everybody in the cell. They're all on the ground now. Except yeah. this is actually a nice thing, like, except for the one black kid. I mean, it was nice that they, that he said, you know, innocent. He's and he innocent. Had- yeah. He's the one innocent one. That's kind of cute. I like it. Then he just burns himself out of the cell. And he walks out of the police department and we see a cop following him and who tries to hit him. And Ghost Rider just like, no, he doesn't burn him. He just like shakes a finger at him. Yeah. And then he gets on his his super boss speed cycle and he just drives away. Yeah, I guess assaulting, directly assaulting an innocent person is fine if you're wearing a badge. I guess so. No pen and stare for you. Nope. There's a church scene for no real reason. Blackheart is lighting a candle. And it's basically just so that he can say, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. I've sinned a lot. Yeah, I mean, they had to have that. He has to he has to be shown as being a badass. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, didn't Sam Elliott earlier say he, he could not go on hallowed ground? ground? Yep. What What is this church? Like, this church must suck. It's like the worst church. He wants the contract for San Venganza and the priest clearly does not know what he's talking about and so why would he yeah blackheart just does a monologue and then he turns into a fang face and he does whatever he does this is all going to be johnny blaze's fault somehow they're going to find that license plate they're going to be like oh it's the guy in the church too (laughs) everything's johnny's fault so ghost rider's driving along he is leaving a trail of flame down the middle of the road which only makes it easier for the cops to follow him (laughs) Yeah, why didn't he turn that off? Yeah, I know. This is, do you have stealth mode? You need to be in stealth mode. <laughs> so there's like a bunch of cops and they've got their guns out. And it's like, this is not a police car kind of situation. No. Something from out of this world is happening right now. And they're acting like it's a regular car chase. You see a man whose head <laughs> is a skull, skull on fire. And your first reaction is to shoot him? Yeah, let's do that. So he drives up this big arch that's over a bridge. I'm not sure where he is. Oh, I loved that. 
And I specifically love the part where he comes down by grinding the the beam of the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Like he's on a skateboard. Yeah. And again, this is another, he totally could have like chained that with some other tricks into a combo if he hadn't fallen in the water. <laughs> That's true. And he gets out of the water. We see, so we see the fire guy just dunks down for no reason at all. I don't know why well, it's magic fire. They bother to have this, but he dunks into the water and then his fire cycle rises and he just drives away on the water. Oh, you know why they had to do that? Why? I, I say quote unquote had to had do to. that. Because they have to show later on in the movie that he can take out the water guy. Oh, you think this is foreshadowing for that? A little bit. Anyway. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. That that is, I mean, there is no other explanation. Yeah. I have I have me. zero I have zero explanations to put up against that. So yeah, I think you're right. So now it's time to fight the wind guy. And Abigor, if you've forgotten, it's Abigor. I did. And Blackheart tells Abigor, you know what to do, which I'm not sure that he does. Because he, he doesn't clearly does not. He doesn't do a lot. He's kind of like the smoke monster from Lost. He kind of just like pushes Ghost Rider around a little bit. And then Johnny, he just like drives up the side of the building, leaving a trail of flame. Oh my god. And and Roxanne sees this from yes. out of her hotel window and somehow makes the connection. Yeah. Like yeah, she, she sees a fireball going up the side of a building that uh-huh. would have to be like 10 city blocks away. <laughs> and she's like, and he didn't he also didn't explain to her at any point what his no devil powers do. Well, so she sees some kind of crazy mess going on and she's like, All right, that's Johnny. That's my ex-boyfriend. So now Johnny's on the roof and there's a SWAT team in a helicopter and Johnny uses his chain to lasso the helicopter and he tells the guy, you're pissing me off, which is actually kind of funny. Yeah, I actually did like that. And then he lets him go and the guy flies away. The helicopter is not apparently is not evil. I mean, I'm glad that he didn't just kill a random person. Yeah. Everybody loves helicopter guys. Yeah. They cannot be harmed. So he does some trash talk with the wind guy and Ghost Rider tries to grab him with his chain, but you can't grab a wind guy. So he turns his chain red hot and he swings it around and around and around and he creates a tornado of flame and Abigor just burns up. Which I actually thought was kind of clever. Like I I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. Yeah. And it was using his his accessory in a very efficient (laughs) and clever manner. I agree. I gotta hand it to it that they they did that was okay. All right, we, they get another point. They get very one, very one more percentage point up on Rotten. Tomatoes. Yeah, I think so far we've got to like what five or something. Yeah, it's not much, but we they do get a couple things. So now he's done. He's got two two plot tokens, and so there's just one more to go. So now it is time for escape to danger. He does a super cool jump off the roof, and then he drives down the side of the building, and he crashes into the sidewalk. Yeah, meanwhile, the cops are pointing their guns up at the top of a fucking 70-story building. <laughs> yeah, they're all... They've just been tracking him with their guns. And he just stands there, and he is spooky and beautiful. And Roxanne is there, and he looks at her, and she looks at him, and she knows that it's Johnny, and that he was telling her the truth. And now she is aching for him. They're walking towards each other, and then the police, as they always do, give the order to fire. And and then it's just like bangity bang bang bangity bang. Because the same thing that happened before. Yeah, nothing happens at all. Ghost Rider does something flamey, and then he rides away. 
smashing a couple of police cars on the way. It's been a big night for Johnny. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's gotten a lot done. Checked a lot of things off of his to-do list. All right, so next morning, we are back in the cemetery to check in with Yoda. He has now progressed far enough in this video game to unlock a new cutscene. <laughs> Johnny asks, what is really going on? And this is what he gets. Caretaker he shows Johnny a gravestone that says Carter Slade on it. And he tells him the story of the last Ghost Rider from 100 yeah. years ago, which is obviously him. And he, uh, yeah, and he hadn't gotten it by now. Yeah, and he went to San Venganza to collect on all those souls. And he's telling the story. And like every single human in the audience is like, okay, but that's you, though. Yeah. Right, but that's you. Yeah, you. It's still three scenes later that he finally admits to it. <laughs> They're just going to keep us and, and they expect us to gasp with surprise when we get there. I mean, it, maybe there was someone in the audience who did. That <laughs> seems like who this movie is aimed at. Is the dummies. This is a, this is a, yeah. the, the dummy demographic. Did anyone with a shred of intelligence look at the movie poster for this and say, yeah, <laughs> I got to catch that one. Got to go to Fandango right away. I, I definitely want to see that one before Oscar season. <laughs> And so the caretaker explains that when Carter Slade went to San Venganza, he, what he found there was so evil that he took the contract and rode away to keep Mephistopheles from getting his hands on it. Which is, so, I don't get the logic behind that. Does not make any sense. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you want these evil souls to go to, to the go devil? To go to the devil. I don't know. So the caretaker warns him that, like, if Blackheart is after him, that Blackheart will use his friends and family. And Johnny goes, Roxanne. And so now we got to go and find Roxanne. Because that's the one. The one that that's he the has. one. And then, well, actually, now we get to see the other one. Because next we go to Johnny's place. Roxanne lets herself in again to Johnny's place. And who yeah. does she find but Mac? Johnny's hapless manager, who is apparently still in the movie, despite the fact that we have not seen him for a very long time. So Max says, like, he's worried about Johnny's career, I think correctly. Yeah. And he says, you know, you seem like a nice lady. You're pretty and all. <laughs> that was, Which is great. I was, watching, I was watching this with subtitles because that's what you do now. And the fact that they actually spelled it out. It's a pretty. R-D-Y. That's fantastic. You're pretty and all. <laughs> but she is causing trouble. He wants her to go. But she says that she loves Johnny. So Mac directs her to Johnny's enormous pile of crackpot supernatural books. <laughs> Roxanne is looking and she finds this like alarming wood carving in one of the books. It was the same one that he was reading earlier. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know. I don't keep track of wood carvings. And she says, Jesus. And then suddenly Blackheart's there and he says, not even close. I mean. It's great. I knew what was going to happen before the consonant sound J <laughs> finished know. leaving her mouth <laughs> because we're at that point in the movie yeah. where Dylan has to endanger yep. the, the love interest. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting close to the end of act two and that's, and that is absolutely how this works. Mac just burns up from the inside and falls down. And that's, that is the end of a character who we thought at the beginning was actually a main character. Yeah. But now we can just leave him on the ground, not even look at him. That's something that really bugs me about movies now. It didn't used to, but it really has started to bother me in my old age. And that yeah. is amping up the stakes by killing innocent people. Killing everybody. Yeah. I, I'm not not everybody, but just like people. 
And this is sort of, this is like, I mean, it's just, we don't need this character anymore. You could have just like had him go somewhere else. Or just leave him off screen. Like you have been doing for the last like 40 minutes in the movie. Yeah. If they had to have that interaction, just like, yep. I don't know, like do anything aside from just yeah. murder this objectively good person. Aw. All he wants is Johnny's well-being. Yes. He's not a very good manager, though. No, you to, but he's you a, have to admit he's that. an okay. He, well, I was just about to say he's an okay father figure, but he's pretty ineffective there as well. Yeah. Well, we know what happened to his father also. <laughs> that's, a da- that's a dangerous thing to be, to be a father figure to Johnny. Johnny comes home and he runs across Mac's corpse on the ground and he says, Mac. And he kind of does like the five stages of grief lightning round and then forgets all about it. <laughs> and then he sees Roxanne, who's lying on the ground for some reason. And then Blackheart launches at him with his fangs out. And Johnny turns into Ghost Rider and he says, look into my eyes. And Blackheart acts scared for a second. And then he does this villain speech, which I yeah. love. Your penance stare doesn't work on me. I have no soul to burn. I guess the caretaker forgot to mention that, huh? surprise he sent you to bring me back i'm not going back i like it here blackheart is just he's like an endless fountain of goofy dialogue i mean i guess it is better than hell right well they're, yeah. well, well, they are not, texas. not texas yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and blackheart tells johnny to go and get the contract of san venganza and bring it to him in san venganza or he will kill roxanne so Things are about as dire as they could possibly be. And as Sloan said, that means this is the end of Act 2 of Ghost Rider. In Act 3, Johnny has to fight more demons and get the contract and confront the very devil himself. It is packed with action. And here's what's coming up. Basically, this movie says you can get a boat and a gambling addiction and you can lose all your money in crypto. And this gorgeous woman is actually going to agree that your bullshit hobby is your destiny and it's good for the world. Why isn't he just throwing fireballs from his hands like he can do? It's no wonder this town descended into chaos and damnation. Like, get a plant. That's what everybody is in this movie. You're, you're either a regular human or you're a toothman. We have to call him Legion now, instead of Blackheart. Do we though? See, that would be literally dead naming. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, Sloan. You're welcome. And I will see you back here for Act 3 of Ghost Rider on the Superheroes Everyday Podcast. Thanks for listening. Your penance stare doesn't work on me. I have no soul to burn. I guess the caretaker forgot to mention that, huh? Surprise! He sent you to bring me back. I'm not going back. I like it here! <laughs>